The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where we bring you disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. Today is September the 11th, the 8th anniversary of one of the darkest days in history. And I would like to take this opportunity to remember those who perished that Tuesday morning and the loved ones they left behind. You will never be forgotten. For months, some of you have contacted me about doing a show on chemtrails. I kept looking until I finally found someone who had credible information that I could share with you. Tonight's special guest is A.C. Griffith, and he will be with us shortly. And just a quick snippet on the news. A few weeks ago, India announced they were not going to the moon after all. Now today, the U.S. government announced that we are not going to the moon or Mars while there is no money. However, we are still proceeding with the bombing of the moon on October the 9th. As a matter of fact, the payload left Earth this week. Stay tuned, as I believe this moon bombing may have more repercussions 
than we are led to believe. And now, get ready to get into the who, what, and why of the chemtrails. Most believe they are just airplanes spreading harmless water vapor. After you listen to our special guest, A.C. Griffith, you will learn more about the cause and effect of this bioweapon, the swine flu, the coming dollar collapse, and much more. If you want to believe, stop listening now. If you want to know, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. A.C. Griffith was associated with the National Security Agency, where he carried a top-secret cryptographic clearance and later was associated with the Central Intelligence Agency operations. He was married to a lady lawyer, and his father-in-law was the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Virginia. Hello, Mr. Griffith, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? Thank you, Mel. It's a pleasure to be with you today. It's my pleasure. I hear you like to be called Griff. May I address you as Griff, sir? Yes, sir, please. Thank you. Griff, among the requests for special shows I get, I have to say that Chemtrails is in the top ten list, and I'm glad I found you because I like to kill rumors with fat. There's so much disinformation out there. And by the end of the show, I want our audience and I to have a better understanding of what Chemtrails are, who is responsible, for what purpose, and what we can do to minimize their effects. That will be our goal in the next two hours. Great. So let's start with the history of chemtrails. Why don't you talk about how this all started? It's now about 10 years ago. I received a call from Mike Blair at the, uh, the old Spotlight newspaper in Washington, now called the American Free Press. And he asked me to work with him on the, uh, the story of the chemtrails. Now, Mike was the uh, senior reporter. Uh, for that newspaper. So we devoted uh, a great deal of time to uh, looking at chemtrails and getting into the project and backward engineering a lot of uh, what we were observing. Uh, We were very successful in getting inside the program at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. That's where it's being managed, out of Ohio. We talked to some of the people in the program. We're the only people in the country and the world that that were successful in getting that far breaking into that project at Wright-Patterson. So what I tell you is is not uh, imagined, it's not made up, it is is as factual as you can get. The program was a Navy program. Some people look puzzled when I say Navy, but that's what it was. It was a Navy program, and it started just after the Chief of Naval Operations, Admiral Jeremiah 
border was suicided in his house. Now, why do you believe he was suicided? Yes, they shot him. (laughs) Yes, Mel, they shot him. But why do you believe that that happened? He was a a Jewish man, well-liked, loved, came up through the ranks from an enlisted man to become chief of naval operations. And that was, uh, he was over the Navy aerosoling program that did materialize after uh, after his passing. Other information lead us to believe that he was uh, he was taken out. It is not unusual in today's time to see any number of people suicided. Oh no! I don't oh think no! Of course, such, such a word is suicided, but we'll we'll use it frequently. You know, I don't doubt uh, Griff that that word may be. <laughs> It may be appearing in the dictionaries in the future, and we will remember. I don't want to get into this, but everybody knows the word Arkansas. And, you know, a lot of these suicides are with people that are shot twice in the head. I don't know how you can shoot yourself twice in the head and still be claimed by the pathologist that you committed suicide. Exactly. Uh, Admiral Borda shot himself twice in the chest. Oh. (laughs) And a few minutes later after that happened, ABC News was in the front yard telling everybody that he had shot himself because he was embarrassed uh, wearing a medal on his uniform that he had, hadn't earned. You might remember that. And everybody accepted it, and uh, the next day it was, it was forgotten, and uh, everybody went on with their life. That happens frequently. So let's talk about first. I want to go step by step, because this, to me, is going to be chemtrails 101. What is the difference? And I know the difference, but I just want to alert those who are listening about this subject for the first time. They're probably going to feel like they awoke from a long dream. What's the difference between a jet contrail or condensation trail and a chemtrail, a chemical trail? The water vapor coming out of the engine uh, is a contrail at certain altitudes with certain temperatures. And that's the reaction it turns into a white water vapor. The aircraft that are emitting what we call chemtrails, chemical trails today, it's not coming out of the engine. It's coming out of aerosol units that have been installed on the aircraft. Many of them, I've noticed, are installed in a configuration that would lead an uneducated observer to believe it's coming out of the area of the engine, but it's not. It's coming out of the aerosol unit mounted on the wing or under the belly or or wherever on the aircraft. In the beginning, they used CIA aircraft. Uh, The the CIA is heavily into um, aircraft, airplanes, private uh, companies with airplanes, and even airlines. So uh, they used their own aircraft early in the uh, program, and then as time went on, uh, commercial airliners were modified to um, utilize the... um, The barium salt is the substance that they aerosoled in their beginning off of commercial airliners. And to this day, they use commercial airliners uh, to uh, to aerosol the barium salt. It's a mixture of barium salt. It's what's coming out of the aircraft. But programs have been added, so we have more than barium salt coming out of the aircraft today. And you mentioned commercial airliners. And if I'm not mistaken, that is... Operation Cloverleaf, am I correct? That was one of the early code names. Now, explain what Operation Cloverleaf was. 
the aerosoling of the atmosphere with a barium salt by commercial airliners. And when you say commercial airliners, let's pretend I'm a, I'm a commercial pilot. I fly for a major airline. Am I aware as a pilot that I'm spraying populations underneath me, or do I not know? Well, that is, uh, that's already, always been a curiosity with me. I don't know how you could fly a commercial airliner and not know it, but many of the uh, pilots claim they know nothing about it. Now, I, I look around at the people today and see that brains are not always connected, and, and it could be another case of that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you could do it without knowing it. It's compartmentalization of information, and I just can't see how even passengers that are looking outside through the wings that they may not see this white spray uh, being released from the uh, wings. But once again, let's go back. I just want to make sure that everybody understands when this started and for what purpose. Uh, Mel, I don't have a single note in front of me. I'm I'm doing this all from memory. It seems to me it was about... Uh, 1998, 1999 is when this first started, uh, somewhere in that time period. That's what I have heard as well. And, of course, you don't have to be a scientist, folks, to go outside on a very beautiful blue sky day, no clouds, and see a plane fly by 2, 3, 10, 20 times, and in less than two hours, your whole sky is overcast. That's when I started noticing this back in the late 1990s. And I started asking people, and of course, the answer was always the same. Oh, those are contrails. And after so many times of people telling you that, and that's what happens to the majority of the population, they tend to believe. And one thing that really amazes me is that the media never talks about this. But with so many people that question this, why hasn't the media taken a proactive approach, Griff, I've had meetings with the uh, EPA and the DEQ, a state agency of the EPA, had three meetings total, and many of the people at those agencies don't believe we're being aerosoled. They don't believe. Now, that's their job. Of course. A few minutes before this interview started, folks, Griff emailed me a report, an air quality report from Phoenix, uh, performed by a reputable laboratory explaining and in detail the excess of... Why don't you explain to the audience what you found, Griff? It was a chemical analysis of the atmosphere and listed the uh, various chemicals found in the atmosphere in Phoenix. I've seen the original reports with the name of the testing lab, and I know that if you would sample the atmosphere in all of the American cities... In the United States, you would you would find essentially the same. Many of the uh, aluminum was hundreds and hundreds of times over the EPA standards. Barium also hundreds and hundreds of times over the safety standards uh, level of the EPA. And you can go on down the uh, the list of other other chemistry. Uh, the atmosphere is toxic, and we'll talk more about that. There's several things I I wanted to get into at length about the atmosphere that we're living in. And in my mind, uh, Mel, we, we the people of the United States have nothing to lose from here on. If we do nothing and allow all of this to continue, we will, we will all surely die of some ailment. 
and it'll never be traced back to the atmosphere or to the water or to our life-sustaining support system. They'll never trace it back, but yet we've identified it. I remember, Griff, a couple of years ago, I'm sitting at a beach, very small town, and I look up and I saw a plane spraying. And I suspected that the plane was going to come back and stay there for a couple of hours. But the interesting fact was, and I've said this a few times on the show, was that the plane would stop releasing or spraying when the lines of the town would end. In other words, when it would go into unpopulated areas, it would stop releasing or spraying. And when it would return, it would turn on the spraying again. And why would a third world country have these planes flying all over their territory? It's happening all over the world. Um, most of the countries in the world, I've often wondered if it's happening in China. We've never been able to get a good handle on that. But it's happening all over Europe, all over most of um, the um, the major cities of the world. And it, it would have to come through the United Nations, or it would have to come through a global organization to approve that. I believe that all of the agencies... It's been my experience, let me put it like that. It's been my experience that most of what we see out there is built on lies and deceit and deception. I'm not sure that the leaders of the various countries understand what's happening over their population, over their people. They may have been lied to also. I rather suspect they have. The global warming thing, there's much more to the global warming talk than than most people would suspect. I suspect that's part of the lie also in order to pull off other operations. If if you can sell a country on the idea of global warming and we must spray the atmosphere to hold down or to reflect the sunlight, then you can spray other chemicals out of the same hardware when you're spraying the aluminum to reflect the sunlight. So who is doing the spraying, in essence? I don't know who's doing it all over the world. It's a major undertaking. It's uh, absolutely mind-boggling that anyone could afford to do this every day all over the world for 10 years. I have heard that sometimes there are so many planes spraying in the United States alone, more planes than what they were used at any campaign in World War II. And even somebody else sent me an email a few months ago about spraying in the island of Puerto Rico. And I looked at the satellite pictures, and I saw that the island was covered, but nothing around the island. But why would it only be in one single island unless the purpose was to have an effect on the population of that territory? I have great appreciation for the saying about reinventing the wheel all the time. We've looked at this for 10 years every day, every day of the week for 10 years. We've gotten inside the program. We can give you names of the people that worked on the program at Wright-Patterson. We can give their past histories. We know great detail about this. And still, uh, I can talk to people and they will uh, deny the existence and challenge me. Uh, What I've said is true. The planes are deliberately spraying primary barium, aluminum, other chemistry. We can get into that uh, now or later, whichever you prefer. Uh, I should tell you 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.